We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 115. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And we're still quarantined. Corey and Shara are in the closet, and I'm we're in my still in the closet. studio all by myself, my little lonesome. And but we're we're it's a very exclusive recording studio we have here in the closet. Y- you know, I bet it's really good acoustics in there. It. It's so exclusive that you would not be able to join us. <laughs> there's not yeah, room. <laughs> no room for you. But with my shoe collection, there's no more room. For oh, you. that's right. A million pair of shoes there's in here. There's not a million. But it's very well muffled with all the clothes. So that, it, that's it true. With all my many clothes, it's muffled. Well, and you never know. You could have a kid come over, and uh, I, I mean, the reason that that for our listeners, the reason Corey and Cher are in a closet that they're kind of in, they're out. They have lots of kids, and so the kids won't come and and like knock on the door and mommy, mommy. They're because probably they would. well, they're probably watching TV now or something, right? Yeah, they're out running around, running, <laughs> doing something. Well, the weather was warm enough today. What, what do we get? Like seventy three, seventy five? It was hot. I checked; we were seventy four, but that was early. That was like at two or three, and I don't know what we ever made it. Up I to. went to lay out at what three o'clock, and I was sweating. It was hot. Really? She she likes to get the sun. Yeah, I need my I need my tan before I can start wearing shorts, so I don't blind anybody. Well, I went disc golfing today uh, at Iserman because I wasn't sure if all the parks were closed. But basically, the parks are open and people are there. You just kind of you, you kind of need to t- you keep your distance. Keep your distance yeah. and, and they have a sign up there that because of COVID nineteen, the facilities are closed. So I mean, it they have facility. You can go into the building. That's where the Branson. Oh, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a you, you know what I'm talking the about? Community center. Yeah, it's a community center with with Eisterman or Don Gardner uh, Park on it. So you know, if you have to go to the bathroom, you can just go in the community center. But but they have that all closed now and stuff. But. Well, the the city deemed golf as essential, so I assumed that that disc golf is in that category oh, as well. Oh, perfect! Fishing is essential too. You get a free license. Not now. Oh, it, it, it no, it ended, ended a couple sorry. days ago. It oh yeah, that's why everybody's been at, at the lake. Yeah, because because uh, I went to Forsyth a couple of couple of times, and there's fishermen. You got to go really slow because those fishermen are lined up, and it's great to see people out and fishing. What's and- funny is like normally, I saw this online or on Facebook or somewhere. Like literally, what do people do? They sit at home, and they watch TV or they play Facebook. Okay, so we're under quarantine, and what are they doing? They're all outside walking and fishing and playing and. Yeah, well, you know, if they if you stay apart, that's the whole deal. Just tell them they can't go anywhere, and then they do. Well, it's like telling the kid, "Don't touch that! Don't touch that!" <laughs> well, see, that's why I haven't been going to the parks here in town because I thought all the parks were, you know, were closed. No, everybody's at Lowe's. We went there today. Oh, really? I wondered. Cow. Parking lot is full. <laughs> now, did you go to Walmart today too? Of course. Of course. 
Wow. See, I haven't been to because Walmart since this whole thing started. You don't. You don't. Need you don't want to go. Wanna there. go. There's way too many people there, and it's no. You I don't want to go. No, I don't need anything. That we bad. haven't let the kids go anywhere. If they, I think they've both been to Target. Like on a quick run to get in one item, and we made them wear their masks. Well, they don't even let kids in Lowe's anymore. It's no, Menards. Six, six, was Lowe's, it Menards? They can. Menards, they're not letting anyone 16 or under in. Yeah. Oh, I haven't been to Menards. I, I mean, no. I went there I've yesterday. Ever, ever. I've never and been it's in there so ever. Really? You would like it. Oh my like gosh, it. you've never been to Mars. It's right there by where you live. Yeah, but, but it's it, so huge that they're, you're not, like, we didn't even see another person. Is it bigger than Lowe's? Oh, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know and that. I thought way, it was small. Like, it's like cleaner. It's more organized. Oh, they have things really? that Lowe's wouldn't have. And like used to. Groceries. We, they have groceries. Yeah, they have groceries there too. No we way. We used to drive yeah. over to Lowe's because Lowe's was cheaper than Home Depot, but now Menards beats Lowe's. You can buy a new bed in there. You can buy groceries. You can buy. Uh, one stop shopping. Well, I think once they lift parts. this thing, I mean, then I'm, I'll probably go to, to Menards. I mean, oh, I love, Karen I always Menards. wanted to go, but, you know, we just never got a chance to go in there. Hey, yeah. I just looked at the uh, Taney County Health Department for today. Um, uh, we we hit nine confirmed cases the other day. So, and then uh, residents recovered was four. They've tested 275. There's only been one death. Um I, I, think I wonder if that means they finally added the hospital people in. See, I don't know. Because we had five cases from did. the hospital, but the count never went up. Oh, I'm really? Like, you telling me none of them lived in Taney County? Well, see, that, that that's what's confusing because there's a lot there's a lot of space in Taney County. And, and they tell you, I mean, there, there's a whole blurb that they, they say that, you know, it's like, well, this person was a, a stem of the other person and they don't live here right. and they were just here and stuff like that. So I think, you know, we're, we're doing really well here with the social distancing. If everybody would just stay at home, so it's working. Them, but they're wanting to open. There's so many people wanting to open Branson. We don't need to do that. They don't realize that we're not just locals getting out of our houses. You're welcoming in people from all over the country. That That's where the problem's coming in. That's the problem. It's like, you know, we're good here, but you get all these other people coming in. And then we're, and right. that's why I think it's it's the most wisest thing to close down the theaters because what perfect breeding ground for oh, yeah. you know to have an audience full of two hundred people and, and those tour buses and oh yeah you have one person that's infected in an audience of two hundred yep. oh gosh yes you know I we used to get them they would come into the ER like that they would come in by the bus load by that was with the norovirus load. remember well, the norovirus yeah, I remember the norovirus. norovirus yeah yeah that that's a nasty thing thankfully that one didn't kill people it was just well crazy. no it just makes you miserable miserable yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's time to talk about the weather. Hey, have you looked at the Oklahoma City radar tonight? He has. He's already discussed it with me. Yes. Well, there's there's some stormage down there, but I, you know, honestly, I'm more concerned about the that area tomorrow night than I am tonight. Yeah. Well, tomorrow well, he was night. Yeah. About tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I made a post because I looked at the the AFD, which is the area forecast discussion, and they were talking about a complex to develop like in northern Oklahoma and kind of slide. Now, this is not the one going on now. This is one just developed overnight and then slide southeast. But some of the models wanted to develop it up in southeast Kansas, which means that would clip southwest Missouri. So I don't think they really know yet. But we, uh, the Storm Prediction Center did put us in an, uh, a marginal. So I'd be interested to see in what happens overnight and in the morning if they... Don't nudge us up a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. That's the thing. Well, they don't know where that's going to, if it's going to fire in northern Oklahoma or southern Kansas. So, well, I tell you, 
the shear perimeter for southeast Oklahoma from from uh, OKC and down to Dallas off the charts for tomorrow. And you were telling they're expecting me about that. some huge super some twisting supercells out of this. Right now, it's an enhanced risk. I, I would I would bet if I were a betting man that they're gonna probably raise that to at least a moderate tomorrow. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, but, he was telling me if I needed him to go anywhere or do anything, we had to do it today. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow there was gonna be storms, and you people don't realize what it takes to take him into town when there's storms because we'd have to sit in the parking lot for 10 minutes before we can go in because he's checking the weather and updating the Facebook. Then we can go into yeah. the store and then I lose him because he's stuck on an aisle somewhere. Posting. <laughs> well, I have the, to go finding him. But the thing too, I mean, tomorrow, basically to, I mean, the, 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 the forecast grid says showers d- d- tomorrow all day. It's like a hundred percent. So it's going to rain all day. But then after one o'clock, basically afternoon, then some thunderstorms mixing in. Now, Corey, what what are you seeing? I haven't looked at tomorrow evening. Are they talking about severe stuff coming in? I mean, not so much on the forecast grid. Yeah. You know, I did notice uh, as of late last night, like overnight, they mentioned thunderstorms likely out of the Little Rock office for, for Harrison, but there was no thunder mixed in mentioned for us out of springfield okay so maybe they're expecting some down in arkansas i I'm, you know man i i don't i don't know i mean tomorrow's gonna be a mess because this afternoon i looked and they had issued that graphic for one and a half to two inches possible in yeah. branson just from this i mean they issued a graphic earlier talking about uh rainfall projections through saturday night which branson would be in the two to three which i think that's blown out of the water if tomorrow we get the one and a half to two so i was very surprised so i'm i'm not going anywhere tomorrow i'm not either but we got work to do on the porch tomorrow so he's not going anywhere either yeah that's why i went to lowe's today but I looked at the WPC uh, seven day earlier, and they didn't have us anywhere near the three inches. See, I thought that was interesting because because you told me Weather Prediction Center didn't really have anything, or not that much. I mean, they had something, but I saw like one, one to one and a half. That's what I saw. I, uh, and that was the early. Uh, now they are they they did bring it up at the three thirty update a little bit, uh, Oklahoma is coming in at three to four inches as northeast Oklahoma and a very little sliver of northwest Arkansas and and, uh, southwest Missouri. Okay, that far southwest part? Right now they have us in the... uh, They did upgrade us as well. We're now in the two to three. So that's more... That's more what we were seeing on that graphic from Springfield. Okay, that's the seven-day you're talking. This is the seven-day. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably what they were looking at. Is the, yeah. So, so yeah, so, th- so this is going to happen. It's going to develop towards morning, rain all day Wednesday, pretty much all night Wednesday night, and then kind of wind down early Thursday morning with decreasing cloudiness. But it's going to be breezy, so I think. But the temperature is still going to be warm, so I, it, this is not a cold front. I think we got just some, some, some just basic meso mesoscale features like are moving through that's really stirring things up. And then what is it? I, it, it Friday we start back uh, with the rain train, and then it ends Saturday. Yeah. Gosh, 
I, I haven't been looking a lot of the, of the longer range. I've been looking shorter range, and that's that's why I'm asking. It's like, what what are you seeing? I'm not even seeing that. But well, what, according to the huh? uh, weather experts over at StormDarWeather.com, uh-huh. uh huh. Of course, it's gonna rain rain tomorrow. Ninety five percent chance. Ninety five. Uh, okay. Friday. Friday they have us at seventy percent chance, but it's only. A quarter of an inch ish in in that the area. I mean, not not a whole lot of rain. Okay. Not as much as. See, it has us tomorrow. This is stormdarweather dot com. No, we can't see. It has us Wednesday during the day one point zero nine inches, and then overnight zero point seven five inches. So almost two inches of rain tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Friday zero point two inches for Friday, and then Friday night zero. 0.03 inches, so not, not That's too much. That's nothing. No. Yeah. And then isolated showers on Sunday, and they're not even really measuring the precip on, on uh, Saturday. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They're not even measuring the precip on that, so that's not much. And then you have another chance coming up on uh, Monday. It warms up a little bit. and Isolated storms for Monday. Okay, and that that's a week out, so we're kind of, yeah. so we'll we'll kind of we'll just keep our eye on that one for Monday and just just look there. I mean, uh, we're obviously going into a wet pattern, and that's that that that's what's going on. But uh, yeah, l- let me back up a second. Didn't we last week on the podcast talk about major tornadoes in Dixie? Oh, well, it's been an ongoing pattern as well, huh? Yeah, it happened again. And now, uh, I think I, I saw somewhere, at, oh, I forget if it's some radar scope group or Reed or somebody, they, they did a side-by-side of tornadoes from the 12th and tornadoes from the 19th in the same area. Mm-hmm. And they that tornadoes kept going over the same, there were two tornadoes went over the same spot in on the 12th and then with this new batch, <laughs> tornadoes going over the same spot again. So we, they've had two rounds of nasties, and they might have another one. I mean, well, <sighs> yeah, they got an enhanced on day three already, and that's pretty pretty significant in my book when you get an enhanced on day three. Yeah, I really start paying attention. Slide, right. I'm like, okay, yeah, one or two are gonna gonna be, but yeah, enhance is like, okay, but then moderate. I mean, everybody gets. And that's tingly. you know, that's a part of Mississippi isn't in that enhanced, and then you have Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, and and the top portion of Florida. So they've been getting it pretty rough over there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's like what would normally happen what I call Dixie season Dixie tornado season it's a little earlier than ours mm-hmm. well here we are in April almost May already and we haven't really had as much severe weather yet for for us it's kind of like what you were saying last last season you yes. know we got started it, it happened here but it got started late and that looks like what's happening now possibly wow I mean we'll see we'll see how May goes I mean it could spell a, a bad May for us, you know, but we're used to it. We'll, we'll see what oh, happens. Yeah. Well, that third week of May, that's that's when we really, you know, oh, yeah. that's that's the the statistical peak. Uh, kind of like in, in hurricanes. May 4th is the day that sticks in my head. Do, do what? May 4th is the day that sticks in my head. 
You mean with the snow? We've had two, well, no, we've had two <laughs> major, we've had two more tornadoes go through on May 3rd, 4th area. Yeah. The one in, the one in, oh, no, more. Was that the 4th or was that the 20th? May 3rd. 3rd. Oh, 3rd, okay. The one we, May 3rd, the 1999 we was the bad, first bad more tornado. The okay. The was May, May 4th. May 4th was uh, Pierce City and Battlefield and... There you go. Carl Junction, Franklin, Kansas. The one we chased. But well, uh, I got several pictures of the sky from that, that one that went through Pierce City. And I've got to get my kind of grandson on here. He's got stories, cool stories we about were that. We that one. Hit, we hit. didn't make it any further than Franklin, though, because we stopped and helped people. Yeah, which is awesome. That's what. That's honestly what you should have done, because that's the humanitarian thing to do. And well, speaking it of, it was like we were driving by things, and you just, you couldn't, you couldn't. You, once yeah. you saw people, you could no longer be chasing those. I would stop, to stop too. You know, I mean, the weather's the weather. Okay, but now it's time to kind of be humanitarian and I, I wanted to, to tease I'll really tease it next week I mean we have our uh, remembering Joplin series podcast we are not going to uh, roll those uh, like we did last year in May uh, but we're going to put them on the website we're going to promote them but put those uh, hopefully we can put those four on the website so people can go listen to those um, Corey you said we can make a special pain or something on the website just for those four or something? I'll just make a special page for it and, and a little uh, oh, perfect. special link and a little tribute thing going on there. Perfect. And I've, I've got some of the music too. But I mean, it, it's very uh, very educational. Uh, very uh, There's lots of good things. I mean, it's not just talking about the disaster. It's like talking about how people have recovered. So it's actually... A positive thing from all all sorts of point of views. Emergency manager, the personal view, Gary Bandy. Uh, that was a great interview, and uh, uh, there's four of them. Oh, in the uh, humanitarian view. So we've got four episodes there yeah. that uh, we want to put up. But uh, yeah, have you been getting any questions? I've been getting questions. You know, it, is it going to freeze anymore? I've got maters out there. I've got a garden, and people sending me pictures of their garden and covered up and i'm like yeah <sighs> i it's really early to be sticking stuff out there i don't think i don't well, think it's gonna frost or freeze any, i think we're done i think we're done because there's nothing i don't see anything i mean i i checked the gfs which is temperature gfs is pretty good i mean on, on longer range and i check the 21st of april i think anything after the yeah. 21st of april we're good it's going to be rare if it would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way everything is like really, you know, kicking up and getting warmer and everything. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to. I think I think we're done. So um, at this point, we'll say we think probably about 98 percent sure that there's not going to be any more frost or freeze. 99.5. It's still going to get chilly at night, but not below freezing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 40s are fine. I mean, when, once we get... Actually, even 33 is fine. Yeah. Uh, right. it, the problem is 30, and you got a couple of hours of that. So We got down 27-ish this past week. I know. <laughs> it got crazy. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I think we're done with that. Okay, well, we got some good news on the next segment, so let's get to that. The Stormdar Birdwatching Report. It's the Stormdar Wither Birdwatching Report. And, Corey, I think you got some 
uh, Hummer info. Don't uh, we got Hummers coming up? Don't we? Oh, I've got Hummers. I've got lots, lots of Hummers. Well, well, I, well I've had you one. Have one or two. And it's the same <laughs> one. Coming but regularly. now I've noticed his wife must have joined him. <laughs> so we so had a male and then we had a female. Now we have two. Oh. Na- so I, I think maybe they're starting to filter more into the area. I mean, we've had started having reports about April 11th. Yeah. So they've been in the area for 10 days, just those scouts. But we've had the same ones coming so every I day think, now. So I think more birds days. are filtering in from Mexico and... They're tired and they're hungry. Oh yeah. So well, and they probably you know like last week we were saying they pro- they probably looked at this freezing temperature and it's like oh no 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 I'm not coming up yet but but now we're Texas. yeah now well, we're the, over the coldest day last week is when we saw our hummingbird the most eating oh the really most. and it was the day that it yeah it was the coldest day like the sunny day before we had no hummingbird and then the next day it was cold and overcast all day and that's when he came oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I think they're coming out. Well, my mother saw her first wren yesterday, so she's all happy to get her wren houses up right now. Oh, good. So, uh, so we know now. Now she lives in Springfield, so uh, people may we have, have some really cute bird houses at Walmart. Like, I oh, wish really? I could just buy them all because they're cute. <laughs> they make great decorations. <laughs> well, you set them right next to the hummingbird feeder, so there you right? go. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mom said she's all excited because you know I ordered her some uh, wren houses from Amazon, and those came in because the ones she had were like you know three hundred years old, and they're falling apart. And she's like, "Well, I'll, I'll just have to repair them." I was like, "Mom, they're cheap. Let's just get some off of Amazon." She's like, "Really?" Because she's not internet savvy. So I ordered her three. They came like in three days. I brought them up there, and so she's she's all happy um, getting them hung up. And she I, she got the hummingbird feeders down. Uh, they're they're really way up high, and it's like I don't want her climbing on a step stool. Mom, are you hearing me? Uh, you don't want to break a hip right now because you don't want to be in the ER. You do then not want to be in the hospital. Well, she's in Springfield, so that's where you know COVID's a right? little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more uh, uh, rampant, a little bit up there. So no, and I told her it's like you cannot, do not fall, do not get sick. No, you're you're doing fine. So she she's doing fine. Um, but when I was out uh, playing disc golf today. Boy, that was fun. It, the weather was perfect. The, the breeze was low. The sun was out. I wore my cap. I was sweating. Uh, wore my sunscreen. I got to get some more sunscreen. But uh, you know that stuff works. Imagine that. I Crazy know, stuff, right? Yeah. So I well, I have to remember. Unless to... you're my husband and my children, and we have to reapply every hour because they're literally so white. Oh well, eh, yeah. My my dermatologist is like me. Yeah, he, he always rails at me. He's like, you need to wear a big hat. I want to get those. What what is it? The the Jack Russell Terrier hats, or the what are they called? Jack. You know the big hats. The big umbrella hat. Yeah. Well, you you know that. Yeah, you I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah. The, that the old ladies wear at the beach. The no, 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 no. No, it's like a safari hat in a way. It's like people oh, go okay. fishing in them. You probably see them fishing in them. Yeah, I think lot. it's like a Jack something hat but i call him jack russell terrier hat or something like that so i i don't never seen a hat on a dog but okay no (laughs) oh you never know you know but i mean uh, the the guys i was playing with a couple of guys and uh sneezing and everything so i think we need to get to the pollen report (laughs) so the storm dare weather pollen report um, as we get from pollen.com, uh, 
Uh, it was high today. It's high tomorrow, 10.1. It's not 12, but uh, Thursday, medium high at 7.4. So we're down quite a bit. And that's probably because all that rain is going to happen tomorrow. Oh, yeah. All I know is all my stuff is yellow. Oh, yeah. We're getting the yellow cars and everything. Black cars, yellow. And I my noticed the kids', kids playhouse is house yellow. is just yellow. Really? It's under an awning on our porch. Yeah. Yeah. So are you sneezing, Cher? Are you sneezing? And- I'm not. I'm fine. Well, I mean, the. The pollens now, they say, predominantly are oak, ash, and birch. So... Mine's a ragweed. Oh, that comes later. Well, I know, rag- but I think that's my allergy. Oh, that, I'm that's fine right now. That's later in the summer, isn't it? Ragweed? Yeah. My mom's birthday at the end of August. I mean, right about right around Labor Day. That's when that ragweed get that. Well, it used seems to. Seems like that's what got me last year. That's what I say. I think mine's more because I'm do fine in the spring for some reason. Now it's and the. Like the hay fever. Well, I used to be I used to be fine in the spring, and then all this terrible ragweed allergy, and I was miserable. And now that I'm older, it's just the opposite. In the fall, I'm fine, but now I've got juniper. That's the one I'm allergic to, and and so so who knows what's all out there? I don't I don't know. I used to bale hay every summer with my dad. I grew up on a cattle farm. Oh we yeah, haul hay every summer, and I would be so miserable by the end of the day i would be sneezing my head off i would be broke out in a rash head to toe from the hay did they give you benadryl or did they say oh toughen up you i doubt it back in those days we just sucked it up (laughs) sneezed it out and you're all good (laughs) i had some kind of allergy medicine my mom gave me it was liquid and it was nasty i just remember that oh see my mother would give me orthoxicol I don't even know what it was called. I just knew that it was my allergy medicine when I broke out in hives because I did it so frequently. Yeah. We never even knew what all I was allergic to. I would just randomly break out in hives. And oh, yeah. I had some kind of nasty liquid. It was greenish in color. Ew. I don't know what it was, but it was probably, it was gross. Oh, I don't know. My cousin is trying to call me. I haven't talked to my cousin in years and years and years and years and suddenly i just saw this pop up we're, we're facetiming so we can actually see each other and i'm looking i was like what are we what are we doing you need here to text him. I'm in a, it, I'm buzzed in my, it, it buzzed, buzzed in, in our ear. ear oh it did <laughs> well you know what i need to i need to do i need to there yeah so i turned my uh there you go sound off on there which i should have done in the first place but of course I forget. And I need to do that next time we get Mike. I, I've been in contact with our meteorologist friend, Mike Griffin. I need to get him on here. I wonder if we can do a th- you know, three-way phone call. I think we can somehow. Uh, maybe not FaceTime, but we can do it. Probably. We'll figure that out. I want, I want to get him back on the podcast. But Well, the thunderstorms that have been going on have been massive, massive hail producers. You're talking about, you know, giant... Hey, what did Reed Timmer say, Corey? He had on there a, a gorilla hail or something. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma, big big hail producers. And this this happens when uh, you get a lot of uh, updraft, but not a lot of shear, and you get a lot of uh, steep lapse rates. And I think we talked about lapse rates last time and lots of moisture, and that's where you get these giant hails. So anyway, this the weather school this week is all about hail. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. A severe thunderstorm warning has just been issued from a storm that contains baseball-sized hail.
Any thunderstorm which produces hail that reaches the ground is known as a hailstorm. Hail has a diameter of about two-tenths of an inch or more. Hailstones can grow to up to six inches and weigh more than a pound. Unlike ice pellets, hailstones are layered and can be irregular and clumped together. Hail is composed of transparent ice or alternating layers of transparent and translucent ice at least one millimeter thick, which are deposited upon the hailstone as it travels through the cloud, suspended aloft by air with strong updraft motion, until its weight overcomes the updraft and falls to the ground. Although the diameter of hail is varied, in the United States, the average observation of damaging hail is between 1 and 1 and 3 quarters inches. Stones larger than 3 quarter inch are usually considered enough to cause damage. The National Weather Service issues a severe thunderstorm warning for a storm generating hail 1 inch or greater in diameter. This threshold became effective in January of 2010, which is an increase over the previous threshold of 3 quarter inch hail. Other countries have different thresholds according to local sensitivity to hail. For example, grape growing areas could be adversely impacted by smaller hailstones. Hailstones can be very large or very small depending on how strong the updraft is. Weaker storms produce smaller hailstones than stronger storms such as supercells. Like other precipitation in cumulonimbus clouds, Hail begins as water droplets. As the droplets rise and the temperature goes down below freezing, they become supercooled water and they will freeze on contact with condensation nuclei. A cross-section of a large hailstone shows an onion-like structure. This means the hailstone is made of thick and translucent layers alternating with layers that are thin, white, and opaque. Former theory suggested that hailstones were subjected to multiple descents and ascents, falling into a zone of humidity and refreezing as they were uplifted. This up and down motion was thought to be responsible for the successive layers of the hailstone. But new research, based on theory as well as field study, has shown this to be not necessarily true. The storm's updraft blows the forming hailstone up in the cloud. As the hailstone ascends, it passes into areas of the cloud where the concentration of humidity and supercooled water droplets varies. The hailstone's growth rate changes depending on the variation in humidity and supercooled water droplets that it encounters. The accretion rate of these water droplets is another factor in the hailstone's growth. When the hailstone moves into an area with a high concentration of water droplets, it captures the latter and acquires a translucent layer. Should the hailstone move into an area where mostly water vapor is available, it acquires a layer of opaque white ice. The hailstone will keep rising in the thunderstorm until its mass can no longer be supported by the updraft. This could take at least 30 minutes based on the force of the updrafts in the hail-producing thunderstorm, whose tops are usually greater than 10 kilometers high. 
then it falls towards the ground while continuing to grow based on the same processes until it leaves the cloud. It will start to melt as it passes through air above freezing temperature. Hail can cause serious damage, notably to automobiles, aircraft, skylights, glass-roofed structures, livestock, and most commonly, crops. Hail damage to roofs often goes unnoticed until further structural damage is seen, such as leaks or cracks. It is hardest to recognize hail damage on shingled roofs and flat roofs, but all roofs have their own hail damage detection problems. Metal roofs are fairly resistant to hail damage, but they may accumulate cosmetic damage in the form of dents and damage coatings. Hail is one of the most significant thunderstorm hazards to aircraft. When hailstones exceed one-half inch in diameter, planes can be seriously damaged within seconds. The hailstones accumulating on the ground can also be hazardous to landing aircraft. Hail is also a common nuisance to drivers of automobiles, severely denting the vehicle and cracking or even shattering windshields and windows. Wheat, corn, soybeans, and tobacco are the most sensitive crops to hail damage. Hail is one of Canada's most expensive hazards. Rarely, massive hailstones have been known to cause concussions or fatal head trauma. Hailstones have been the cause of costly and deadly events throughout history. On somewhat rare occasions, a thunderstorm can become stationary or nearly stationary and produce hail at significant depths. This tends to happen in mountainous regions, such as the July 29, 2010 case of a foot of hail accumulation in Boulder County, Colorado. On June 5, 2015, hail up to four feet deep fell on one city block in Denver, Colorado. These hailstones, described as between the size of bumblebees and ping-pong balls, were accompanied by rain and high winds. The hail fell in only one area, leaving the surrounding area untouched. It fell for one and a half hours between 10 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. A meteorologist for the National Weather Service in Boulder said, It's a very interesting phenomenon. We saw the storm stay, and it produced copious amounts of hail in one small area. It's a meteorological thing. Tractors were used to clear the area, and they filled more than 30 dump truck loads of hail. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you should know everything about hail production and some really cool fun facts. Uh, I, I actually listened to that one, and there's yeah, some cool fun facts in Colorado. I actually listened to that one. Yeah. Well, I'm the one that did it. I thought, okay, that that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. So I I, I want to tell all of our listeners that uh, we have a new up up and coming budding uh, possible new Stormdar Weather member. Uh, I saw a wonderful video on Facebook 
from your son, Garen, uh, who really gave a great forecast, like professional. Yeah, they, were, they were doing, uh, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a science assignment. It was his homework. So That's he great. He had like a list of vocabulary words, and he had to use at least 10 of his vocabulary words yeah, in his weather he report. had 10 words that he had to say in that. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so that's I didn't know why. that. So if you yeah. thought some of his words were out of place, it was like he was just trying to throw them in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I need, okay, and I'll just throw in flood here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kept forgetting thermometer. Like the one common word he kept forgetting to say, thermometer. So like when he very and a weather said, guy rarely says the word right, thermometer. They don't I know. Thermometer you say temperature, but you don't say thermometer. Right. So he like opened up and he's like, and here at Stormdire Weather, thermometer is reading. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. It worked. That's the thing. And I think is that on is that on our page, Corey? Is that on? No, uh, I put to, it. On. We need to put it on there. You need to put it on the page so people can see it. Yeah, or yeah. yeah so that'll be something fun we will we'll have up there show people. So yeah, so if uh, you know when I get old, because I'm much older than Corey, so when I get old and decrepit, then Garen can take over, and then Corey could be the old and decrepit. He might one, be. So. A, he might be a real meteorologist. Who knows? Well, the way he was talking, I was like, "We'll send him to OU." Yeah, I said that. Yeah, <laughs> I said that kid is. And I told you a few years ago when we did our. Um, Winter weather outlook when I went over to your apartment on Bee, Bee Creek, I think it was, or whatever. And he yeah. hopped up and started showing me stuff. I'm like, okay, this kid knows what he's talking about. He was like nine then. Yeah. Yeah. He was, well, he he was just a, He's just. He's a smart kid. He's an all A smarty. You know, he can talk to you about anything and weather. Yeah. I, I, I can tell. Yeah. He's just, just a great kid, too. I mean, every year his teachers tell us that he uses really big words, but what shocks them is that he uses them appropriately. Mm. Like most kids try to just throw big words out there, but he uses them appropriately. Like thermometer. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's time to get to our next segment, which is in other news. So I had a really interesting thing I found. Uh, it's not exactly weather, but it ha- it it could have effect on weather. That the it uh, this is from the Weather Network. Uh, it states a rare record-setting Arctic ozone hole is finally closing. So it says the largest so far on record. This enormous hole in the Arctic ozone layer formed in late February persisted through March and is now only showing signs of sealing back up. That makes it the most persistent Arctic ozone hole on the record as well. So I wonder if that's going to play, you know, any any play any cards in in the weather, you know, because you never it, know. It, because it's radiation. They o- we need the ozone. I mean, we gosh, we sure. got to have the ozone because that's going to keep keep all the radiation out. But uh, I don't know, something to watch. I thought it was cool. There, it, if you want to look at this article, it's very fascinating from the, the weathernetwork.com uh, and just enter Arctic ozone hole is finally closing. And there you go. You got anything over there, Corey, with that? Oh, we got the, the Lyrids tonight. Oh, that's right. That's your shower. I keep seeing people post about it from from basically their clickbait sites. It's, it's oh, going to yeah. be epic, and they're going to fill the sky. Yeah. We're only talking about fifteen an hour tops here. See, and that's, that's not a, much. <laughs> a very minor shower. That's not even a shower. That's a sprinkle in my book. That's a meteor <laughs> sprinkle. 
It's not even but, torrential but, drizzle. But, but I will give it this. It's it's not it's it's perfect weather because it's not August and hot and it's not winter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not December. It's nice. There's not going to be a moon. So the the sky now I don't know when when moisture and clouds are going to start to move in. Oh, now that now that's true because all this stuff from Oklahoma and that they're they're talking about before sunrise, I don't even know when this. What, what is the sunrise now? I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not I, you know, up at, at that hour. I think, yeah, me either. But but they said the moon is going to rise at uh, six fourteen. I think in the morning, so we're going to have the whole oh, night. Oh, yeah, with you know moonless sky. So if you can get I'd say to from midnight till five a.m. is the prime viewing time. Oh, for perfect! These. Just get to where there's not in, not much of uh, the uh, light pollution out I there. I think I'll take my wife on a late night walk tonight. Yeah, we'll hold hands and frolic around the uh, sidewalks of our neighborhood and and look up to the stars and say nice things to each other. Well, I know. Does that sound fun? Oh, I was going to say okay. por- portions of that is probably going to happen. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, we do go on a walk every night without children, and it's nice. Oh, that, and I usually say great. nice things to her. She usually, but then there's this one spot. When you go to the, kind of the back of our neighborhood, that's that's like on a hill, and there's it looks over Branson. It's actually a really pretty view, and we can usually see pretty sunsets. Well, that's where I took that picture of the sunset the other night. That oh, was, uh, that was, was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just have to go to the back of our neighborhood. Just if I lived back there, I could get some awesome yeah. time lapses, but I can't see anything where I'm at. Oh man, yeah. I, yeah now I haven't been over to your to your new place. So no. whenever they lift all this stuff, you guys need to come over and right. see the completely transformed basement studio, and I'm gonna, gonna go over to your to your place. So, so share any any thought of when they might start easing up on this stay away from me thing? Well, if people will actually stay home a little bit longer. We will get through the worst of it to where, I mean, like, there people are wanting to lift it now. And if they lift it now, people are going to hit the streets. And people are going to come to town, and we're going to have, it's going to be worse than it has been. Like, it's good. Like, we've not had cases because people are staying home. Yeah. People are like, oh, nothing's happening here. We're fine. We can go out. No. And now they're flooding the capital, state capital, the protests and saying, no. open we... the state back up. It's like, just stay home a little bit longer, people. Come on. Just a little bit longer. A little bit longer, and we'll all be able to get back out, and this will all be over, and it'll be a memory. Yeah. Well, well, it's like no right fun now... for anybody. But the people who do go outside and do ignore all the warnings are the people that only care about Making themselves. It last too. They only care about themselves, so they right. don't care about anybody else. Right. And that's that's the problem right, right now. Right now we're May 15th is is when Branson when opens Branson back up. Okay, so we got th- set to reevaluate. 3 weeks. Yeah, it's set, okay, set to reevaluate. Okay. Yeah, people are thinking they're going to open May 15th, but no, we're going to reevaluate. Well, May 15th. no, that that's that's smart. I mean, let's reevaluate. Let's not just open it back up because, like you said, Branson is doing okay with with stuff. Springfield's doing okay. I worry about the big cities. And you know? I mean, I know we're not seeing stuff around here. I mean, we are. We're seeing some, but not a ton. But I have dear friends, and, and I've had offers to go work in the hospitals that are over. I mean, they're just overwhelmed. They have turned their entire hospitals into COVID units, and they have so and many nurses that sick that the they nurse, don't have enough nurses. Jennifer from Miami, mm. yes, our dear friend. I almost lost a dear friend just last week to oh, this. So, no. 
it's there. It's out there, people. And people are dying every day. And like I said, I have dear friends that are working in these big cities. And they are calling home and they are posting. Like, they're literally traumatized by what they're seeing. Like oh, they I lose, bet. They lose patients every day. And, I mean, that kills us. As a nurse, you know, yes, we see death. Right. That's something we deal with, but not every day. And yeah. they are running codes on people every hour. I, and, I, and I just can't just imagine. Losing, I just yeah, can't Yeah, and they're imagine. not just losing old, sick people. They're losing young, otherwise healthy people. And they're losing nurses. Like, I just oh, had yeah. a friend. I had a friend that lost two nurses, two nurse friends, just in one day, within an hour of each other. So this is very real, and there are people, there are places that are dealing with it. And you know, like I said, I've had calls, I've had offers, and they're offering a lot of money for me to go work these places. But it's scary. I have friends who work at a grocery store in Arkansas, and they're they're cashiers, and they just lost their boss, who was the head cashier. Oh And they, no. she caught it at the store. See, that's what worries me. Is like yeah. I, I mean, I only go out if I need something. And I stay away, and I wash my hands, and I got the hand sanitizer, and I don't breathe. They got those big plexiglass things up there, and I try my best. And I get back out to the car, and I'm hand sanitizing. I get home, I wash the, you know, bags. I hand sanitize every five minutes inside the store. Uh, yeah, it, this is a nasty, nasty, nasty thing. And like I said, this is not this isn't the flu. It's it's killing healthy people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So well, and the hey, weather's what I got. I got I got some other weather news that's kind of out there. Okay. Ooh. Uh, okay. Let's see if you remember last hurricane. Do you remember last hurricane season? Kind of. It was a little bit delayed because of the uh, d- the dust and sand in the air from the Sahara Desert. Yes, I do remember that. The Atlantic, the beginning of the season for for hurricanes. Yeah. 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 Well. Since then, they've done a study, a study done by scientists at UCLA. And Earth's atmosphere is four times dustier than they thought. Really? And why that plays a role in weather? Well, it plays a role in forecasting weather because the the weather models, all the state-of-the-art computer models... They account for dust in the air, but they only account for 4 million metric tons of dust. And UCLA's results showed more than four times that amount. Wow. And if and and that means the the, the weather simulations they're not incorporating that into enough dust into their into their forecast into their models and and that could be playing a part of uh, why some things are a bust and why some things are are, are 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 worse. It's not an exact calculation. I think that's why there's much much more dust in the atmosphere than than they were accounting for. I totally get that. I I totally understand because because the the dust would act as a barrier, which could yes. cause some higher surface temperatures, or it could in the higher concentrations. The sun hit it, reflect more, and cause lower surface temperatures. So I wow, and and the models are not get, doing that. Yeah, they they were measuring, they were seeing. You could see dust from the Sahara Desert stretching all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to the Caribbean and up into the southeastern part of the United States last year. 
Oh my god! And that's and that's they say it's fifty times more dust from the Sahara than they thought the wind was able to carry. So wow, yeah, it could definitely, it definitely, I we definitely saw the effects of the last hurricane season. Yes, so. yes, yeah, and it, it it came on over, <clears throat> but it finally got going though. It right? did. That yeah. dust settled down. I wonder how if 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 there's a site we could go to to monitor that because that would play a big, especially when hurricane season gets here. That would be a huge thing we could put on our website. Definitely. The Sahara Desert Dust Devils. You may be able to see it on some new, uh, you know, the new satellite, different settings on the new satellites. Oh, yeah. You can see, you can see the dust. I'm looking okay, at yeah. a loop of it now. It's pretty cool. Because we've got, we've got GOES 16 and 17 on the way. Correct. Or, or they're, they're operational now. But now, does, does 17 cover Sahara Atlantic? No, it's more Pacific. That's West. Oh, yeah. okay. So sixteen would west. cover that. Sixteen is yes. And I'm sure you know. Eventually, they're gonna shoot up eighteen. So who knows? So <laughs> oh, they're, it, they're already working on twenty and twenty-one. You know, in, oh, in the early gosh. stages. Well, maybe they'll years. maybe they'll find one that'll pick up this coronavirus and show you where the, you know. But the satellites are, are doing like in um, in China. I mean, they're showing all this non-pollution the air is cleaning out so again right. we talked about that last week that that could play some some uh, different th- i mean the, the whole the whole mechanism all over the world like something ha- it's like el nino when you have el nino it affects stuff again we were talking about this last week like on the other side of the world on this teleconnection going on so now that the china uh smog situation is you know, decreasing, well, that's going to change the thermal profiles plus all sorts of things, and that's going to start affecting. So I I think it's just a crapshoot of what's going on. I mean, Absolutely. It, and and when is it not, you know? Well, I mean even more of a crapshoot. Weather's a crapshoot. True. <laughs> True. Always a crapshoot, but now it's really a crapshoot. It's really a crapshoot. <laughs> hey, I got some fun stuff now. Ooh, you okay. do some fun stuff? Okay. This is... <clears throat> And and, and and I may have done this earlier. I don't remember. We've done so many podcasts. <laughs> this is from the uh, Farmer's Almanac. They put out a bunch of weather myths. And we do weather myths often, you know. Yeah. But, but these are fun. Uh, let's do number one. Uh, what, what, what Cindy... Or Cindy. What, what city <laughs> is <laughs> is nicknamed the Windy City? You know, everybody knows the Windy City. Yeah, Chicago. Okay, do you know why? Because of all the wind. <laughs> well, actually... I may have seen some of these. Can I can I burst your Absolutely. bubble? Absolutely. Okay. Well, no um, one else can answer. So. Well, I I think because they got the windy city it was more political that they were Absolutely. thinking. Absolutely. Yeah, that the politicians. But nobody knows were, that. Were nobody full of that. wind. We just but, assume it's a windy city. Right. And actually, of course, this was back right. in the 1800s. Yeah. So once you come, have a nickname from the 1800s as the windy city, now they are windy. Mm-hmm. They are windy, but, well, but you know, let me what's tell the you. windiest city? Oh, oh, oh. Wait, wait. In America. In America. I would think somewhere on a coast would be windier than... It's in Arizona, well, isn't it? It is not. Oh. Uh, 
Where, where, where's the windiest city? Maybe this is the newest windiest city. Oh. This is stats on, with it, the windiest city with average wind speed uh, per 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 on an annual. Average. Am, Amarillo, Amar, Amarillo, Texas. Oh, really? Amarillo, Texas. Because they're flat out there. You know, you get. Yeah. You know. Huh. Yeah. They have, their, their average wind speed is 13.6. And that's the windiest city. For an average, you know. well, for an average, right? Yeah. Uh, myth number two, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe this, nah. but it says Kansas is the most tornado-prone state. It's like, well, I never thought Not that, the but definitely but... somebody thinks that. I don't think so. They think it because of the Wizard of Oz and blah blah blah. People oh, who don't live right. here, people who don't live in Tornado Alley, they might think that because of the movies, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all know which is the most tornado-prone state, right? I would say Texas. You would be correct. Yeah. Oklahoma. Texas experiences, on average, 155 tornadoes per year compared to 96 in in Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Of course, Oklahoma set a record for their tornadoes last season at 147 or something like that. Wow. Like down in Alabama and those areas are seeing more now. Oh, yeah, that's the Dixie thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think myth Florida, too. Okay, myth Florida, number three. Yeah, Florida. Florida actually is the third. Texas, Oklahoma, and Florida all see more tornadoes per square mile than, than Kansas. Uh, number three, Hawaii is a weather paradise. Of course, it's a paradise, but is it a weather paradise? What do you think of them having that perfect 80 degree weather all year long? Day, and year. Mostly that's true, but they do have a dark side in Hawaii, the eastern side for example, is the wettest known place on Earth with 450 inches per year. No way! Yeah. And Kauai, in that... Kauai, that's an that, island. But well, that's, that's where, where that's, that that's where the famous, 450 inches... At Kauai? Isn't that where that Bethany yes. was from? That Bethany Hamilton, the famous surfer? Oh. Is she from Kauai? I think so. I think that's where she's from. Great. That's like two or three islands over, yeah. But 450 inches per year? That's a lot wow. of inches. That's a lot of inches. That's, that's, yeah. Wow. A lot of rain. Well, at least it's got somewhere to go. But right? it's just the eastern side <laughs> just of the, the eastern side of the island. Oh, I got, yeah, I, got, I want to see their topography. I got, I got to look that up. Yeah. Uh, myth number four is San Francisco is always foggy. Is that I true? I don't think it's always foggy. I've heard, I've heard a lot, and I've seen Foggy think, pictures of, of fog Golden the Gate, other. the Golden Gate Bridge. I think it has fog. Oh, here's a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge. It's I think foggy. More fog is more like the East Coast, is where I think. Of well, fog. the fog San Francisco boasts legendary fogs. They normally only occur during the summer when the cool cool air from the ocean clashes with the warm air from California's Central Valley. Okay, it reminds me a lot <sighs> of Lake Tanicomo in the summer because it's cool. It's a cold lake. Uh-huh. Mix it with the summer air. We get very it gets foggy. pretty foggy at night. And it at the it does. I remember coming home many, many nights when it gets like really humid outside. Yeah, because the, the lake's only 45 and degrees. And it can come on fast. If you're sitting out in the middle of the lake and that fog comes up, you can't see how to get home. Uh-huh. What's the coldest state in in America? Okay, I'm going to... Okay, I'll, Sherry, I, I'm... I'm going to start saying, I know what the thing is probably going to say, but that I don't know that that would be my guess. I think the statistical is probably going to want to say Alaska. I think it's going to be North Dakota. 
but my thinking the actual true one i would think you're right like up there north dakota and wisconsin i would think they get alaska's way up there i know but well i know but Stuart was saying oh we have 80 degree days up there you know (laughs) well so does everybody else in america well that's true so okay Uh, myth number five is alaska is the coldest u.s state that's a trick question think that you would be wrong okay good 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 the title goes to Minnesota, especially International Falls, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yes. See, I have friends that live there, and they talk about how cold it gets there. And Minnesota, uh, International Falls, Minnesota, has been nicknamed the Icebox of the Nation. Now, I've never heard we, that. We had a doctor okay. that moved here from Minnesota, and I swear the first day that they kept the kids in, I mean, we still had school because there wasn't any snow or anything, but it was cold. It was below freezing. And they keep the kids inside here in Branson if it's below freezing. And she flipped out. She was like, are you kidding? <laughs> Our kids would never get to go outside. And I'm like, it's not that. It's, it's People here aren't equipped for it. We don't have yep. the coats and the hats and the stuff. Kids don't go to school no. and they don't wear appropriate clothes for it. Part of Alaska oh. gets cold and colder. But International Falls, Minnesota, they... they uh, have an all-time low of 55 degrees below zero and an average of 58 sub-zero days per year. Wow. Now, the larger cities in Alaska... How many days do they get sub-zero? I don't know. Uh, The larger cities in Alaska are along the coastline, which means they benefit from the ocean's warming effect. Oh, okay. See, Juneau, Alaska, they have a yearly average temperature of 41.5 degrees. See, that's what I was going to say, because Alaska, yeah, it's further north, but you've got got the Bay of Alaska, you've got, like, this ocean influence, but you get North Dakota or, you know, Minnesota, it's right smack in the middle of nothing. Well, here's my issue. Yeah. I have an issue with this. I'm calling BS on the Farmer's Almanac. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Yes, it gets cold in International Falls, Minnesota. But you get Stuart on the phone. We need to. Yep. He would disagree. He would disagree because (laughs) when it's winter, they don't get sun. Right. In their part of Alaska, up near the Arctic Circle, it's cold. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they have more than 50 days below zero. At least the sun comes out every day in Minnesota. Now, Stuart messaged me yesterday and he said that they're gaining seven minutes of daylight per day now oh really you know by june they'll be in daylight you know all year round all all, all day 24 hours basically see that's so bizarre to me it's yeah. just bizarre i would not be able to go to bed so they'll be gaining their, <laughs> their seven minutes of daylight up until june when they'll start losing that Seven day, seven hour, seven minutes. So, do you per think day. in the summer when they get that all day daylight and all night daylight, do they have like special blinds and curtains that they sell in Alaska to make their houses Maybe. dark? I don't know. Maybe, I don't think it, it's not like it's a full on sun no, in the middle of the night. Well, no, but it's no. still. I mean, light. it's it's gonna waver because of the the earth and stuff. But right. But to kind of see the sun kind of going in a circle and not actually setting Even that, that would early be early morning light. You know, okay, so I, I just Googled something because uh, we're on a podcast and I can do that. Uh, the climatology, North Pole, Alaska versus, okay, it just says United States. I'm not sure where it says United States. Uh, the average July high in North Pole, Alaska is 73.2 degrees. 
the average July high in the United States is 85.8 degrees. So that's 12 degrees different, 12 and a half degrees different. Yeah. Uh, average J- January low in North Pole, Alaska is negative 16.5. And in the United States, the average January low is 21.7. Now that's a 30 degree that's a bigger but that's drop. That's the average of all the states, and you get like Florida and stuff that don't get. I guess days. I, uh, uh, I, yeah, because I mean, when it says United States, that doesn't mean anything to me. I think that takes the whole entire United States average. Right. So, so they've got okay. That might be something kind of fun to to compare next time. I got to write yeah. write that down. But anyway, so yeah. I, I, I'm kind of with you, Corey, <laughs> on that one. Yeah, here's an here's an interesting one. Uh, the Sunshine State, you know, you know the Sunshine State, Florida. Florida, yep. Florida has long been known as the Sunshine State. I think that's their motto, or it's on their "Welcome to Florida" signs. <laughs> right. <the> Sunshine State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the Sunshine State, but. The average daily sunlight from 1979, that's a very good year. That was an excellent year. Uh, to 2011, Arizona, New Mexico, California, and the western half of Texas all sunnier than the Sunshine State. Phoenix, Arizona gets 299 sunny days per year, while Tampa only gets 246 sunny days a year. Oh. You know, I, and that surprises me they get that many in Florida. But I don't think that was like a... A Florida thing. Like, I think that was just someone lived there. They just felt like they had a lot of sun and called it the sunny state. Probably so. It wasn't well, a statistical. I don't think it was a statistical. I don't think it was a weather map thing. Well, and in Florida, I mean, every afternoon, the clouds come over and you get a thunderstorm. I mean, basically, in the summer, at least, every you afternoon. You know, I doubt Oklahoma wanted to be called the tornado state. but So, yeah. number seven is about Seattle. What do they get in Seattle? Rain. Uh, mist and fog. Seattle is called the rainy city because it's the rainiest city in the United States. Okay. It's the rainiest city in the United States. So they get over 400 inches a year? a myth. Well, that's Uh, not a city. That's a... (laughs) Oh, that's like a a mountain mountain rainforest on the other side of Hawaii. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so that's a myth then. That is a myth. Uh, It turns out that... Someone's rainier than Seattle. With uh, cloud cover approximately, they do have cloud cover 60% of the time, but it's still not the cloudiest place. The cloudiest city in the United States with 226 days of cloud cover per year is, is uh, it's the fourth cloudiest city. Juneau, Alaska is the first. Really? Cloudiest city. But that's because Seattle like has 226 days per year that are cloudy. Uh, Juno has 280 overcast days per year. However, when it comes to rainfall, Hawaii far outstrips Seattle for the title. And even places like New York and New Orleans get more rain each year than Seattle. Hmm. Wow. See, I didn't know that. I, I didn't either. Because I, I figured the Sunshine State would have a lot more rain because you got all the the winds well, going off of either side. And Florida, like it rains. Well, you every have day the Gulf there. right there. It may only rain yeah. for an hour, but it rains. Well, the Atlantic day. and the Gulf. I mean, you got both we sides went, going. We on. went to uh, Disney World 
10 years ago and it rained it rains every every day, day for an hour no it way. didn't not all day but it did rain every it day rains for about an hour you find it well, it's so activity. humid and that this storm just pop up well that's why we say it like every you know it's good. sunny in the morning but then in the afternoon boom then you got a big cloud burst I mean, going you just over. plan on it you plan on an hour of every day raining you find an indoor activity something to do and then you go back outside and you're fine and you're, and that's it and it's even muggier than before because of the rain. Uh, of, of course. Well, kind of like New Orleans. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, in yuck. New Orleans in August, you get a, a little shower coming like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, my gosh. By and it five. feels good, though. And those, well, are, just so the, those are just the larger cities. Uh-huh. Uh, even smaller cities such as uh, Mobile, Alabama, they get even more rain than, than New Orleans. You know. It's wow. Just, you know, very interesting. Because, you know, I always see shows, TV shows set in Seattle, and it's raining, raining. It's always raining. All the time. Well, well like Seattle. in London. That was, the, that was why she told her not to move there. It rains so many days of the year. Well, yeah, but, yeah, I, see, those myths are so fascinating because, especially the one, the Windy City one. Now, that one, I remember that one. Yeah. The, the Windy City. It's like, oh, okay, because I did something, oh, when was it, last year or something about that? It's like, okay, that's politicians, I know, but the other ones, I had no idea. Well, that's all my weather myths for today. That's so. all. That's all. Well, I think I'll give you some applause on that. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Okay. Now I think it's time for the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Stormdar weather weather word of the week, and I thought it was appropriate now because Shara is a nurse, and I thought, okay, uh, why don't we give this particular weather word of the week to her? So what? Is it? I was going to say, I might actually know how to say this one. <laughs> Thunderstorm asthma. And what is thunderstorm asthma? Thunderstorm asthma is the triggering of an asthma attack by environmental conditions directly caused by a local thunderstorm. It has been proposed that during a thunderstorm, pollen grains can absorb moisture and then burst into much smaller fragments with these fragments being easily dispersed by wind. While larger pollen grains are usually filtered by hairs in the nose, the smaller pollen fragments are able to pass through and enter the lungs, thus triggering an asthma attack. Isn't that fascinating? I did not know that. Really? I actually knew that from years ago, but I forgot about it, and I was scrolling through my weather words and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so perfect. Uh, yeah, and that happens a lot in Texas. You know, the... the uh, Oklahoma, the places that are that are primarily dry and stuff, especially when you have this dry thunderstorm. But I thought, yeah. So aren't aren't, aren't you happy with me that I give you? I didn't you a know word? it was an actual term though. Yeah. Thunderstorm yeah. asthma. Yeah, Th- thunderstorm asthma. Um, it's uh, I, I'm not sure how common it is, but um, it it happens, which is fascinating. So there, we got some COVID, we got some asthma, we got some medical stuff, uh, all in weather. It's just one big old happy. Weather make sure part. people who lived over there, they need to put an inhaler in their storm shelter then, right? Right. Uh, probably. Well, if they're in their storm shelter. Well, they should have one in one anyway with some medication and whatever. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. Just never know. meds and run. Well, the, the rescue yeah, inhaler. Don't forget, don't forget your inhaler. Yes. Well, see, the, the thing about it is if you have asthma and you live in an area like that, you might want to consider moving. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Maybe so. It's like it was something I don't understand. It's like all, like a few of my friends, uh, they have a pet cat. Well, I'm not a cat person, and I'm allergic to cats. And they say, well, I'm allergic to cats, too. And it's like, well, then why do you have a cat? Why do you have a cat? 
They're like, well, I just take Zyrtec and I'm fine. It's like, that's not the point. <laughs> I think I actually am allergic to, to cats and I always had cats as a child and I always had horrible allergies. Oh, really? And as and even my in-laws had cats in the house and I would always, I couldn't breathe when I was there. I'd break out and sneeze my head oh. off and then... Over the years, they, they got rid of the cats, and I'm like, I don't have allergies anymore. Well, well, mine's definitely a contact allergy. I mean, if they're in the house, I'm good. I've even stayed overnight at some friend's house. Like in, when I go to visit my friend Caroline in St. Louis, she's got a cat. But she hides the cat, and I know cat dander's everywhere, but I just don't go where the cat is. And I'm actually fine, but if that cat comes out and sees me and it's like oh somebody's allergic you know and it's like get away from me then then i end up you know with hives on my arms and sneezing and stuff so at least it is not asthma so i have some really nice shoes in here I'm really <laughs> I can't go anywhere and I can't wear these shoes. Corey and I are talking about weather, so Shara is analyzing her shoes. I'm having too much shoe. time to stare at my shoes in here, and they're so pretty, and I want to wear See them. what I have to deal with. I know. I well, when you're stuck anywhere. in a closet like that, you know. I'm going to have know. to put my pretty shoes on every day and just walk around the house. There you go. Well, see, Gilly, you and Gilly, Jilly, will be able to get her some cool shoes like that, too. But Well, I think, I think we might want to be aware of where the canoe is is located in case we do get some some flooding. I don't think we're going to get flooding. The, the, the advantage that we have now is things are starting to green up and uh, the, the, the trees are undormant now and accepting water and growing. So that's why flooding is always more of a concern in the wintertime when we have no vegetation and everything just runs off. Well, now we have some heavier rain, something like a two-incher that we would have, which they're forecasting could have a two-incher tomorrow, by tomorrow Unless evening. Unless you get stuck under a big downpour thunderstorm. Oh, know. yeah. We like a flash flood Be careful driving on that. Yeah. I, and uh, I did, on the on the discussion, they were saying they're going to have to kind of wait and look at the model data, and they may pop a flash flood watch if that actually happens. The yeah. WPC did... Uh, Issue that you know they have they have like mesoscale discussions for 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 heavy pre- precipitation. It's kind of like what the Storm Prediction Center does. Oh for yeah, severe weather they do for uh, rainfall, and we were in the slight for for very heavy rainfall. Oh, for okay. tomorrow. Oh, so well, I'm just curious. That's something to watch. Yeah, I'm I'm just curious to see how this complex is going to behave because. They're not sure where it's going to behave, and then tomorrow, like like you said earlier, Corey, I mean, they could move that slight risk or whatever up north. It's really not that far away. Yeah, we're in marginal already, and and it's just a right. little sliver. It's you know, like yeah, I know, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but tonight and then tomorrow they'll update it at eight a.m. So, got to watch for that going into a wet pattern. So, well, Shara, you got anything else you want to add, or are you about ready for bed? I. Nowhere near going to bed, I wish. But but I think I've added enough. (laughs) Had enough. Well, Corey, you got anything else you want to add before we I am done with adding. You you have added. I've done my adding for the night. Yeah, and that's cool. I like those little, those fun little things that you had, like from the our farmer's almanac with the myths and stuff. You got to find more of those. Those are great. I do. Okay, well, I think it's time to wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. 
Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. It was not that long.